adored Alano. <laughs> I happen. together it's a podcast where we watch movies and talk about them like a book club i'm brandon <laughs> coming in with some weird energy this week i'm Lori. we're gonna keep it all right guys grab your pajamas no we're gonna do it for real grab your pajamas and start talking about boys because today we're watching waiting to exhale How would you explain this movie, Brandon? This movie is about four women who go through the trials and tribulations of finding a man and dating. That's perfect. Good job. You win. (laughs) I mean, that's what it is. I mean, there's no other way to... I mean, and Donnie would think of something funny. Yeah, but he's not here. He's not with us anymore on this episode this week. He'll be back. Um, Yeah, don't worry, anybody. (laughs) He's not dead. Um, Oh, my God. (laughs) We've had a long week. We've had a long life. Uh-huh. I t- honestly have had enough. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. Based on Terry McMillan's novel, this film follows four very different African-American women and their relationships with the male gender? <laughs> All of them. I actually, okay, I was doing a little bit of research on this movie, and I was watching somebody on YouTube give a, re- a review of it and they were talk and they brought up the fact and I found like articles. Okay, well first of all, one of my favorite things is when you look for something online and it links to like something from like 1995 where it's like LA Times, here's an article from 1995. Mhm. Does that ever happen to you? I feel like the n- web paper is pretty current. Okay. Well, there was like quite a few articles talking about like for, like that would have been like the reviews when this movie first came out about how men might want to hold their breath while watching Waiting to Exhale because it's like a nonstop attack on men. Ooh, that's pretty clever. Do you think they were pretty proud of themselves for thinking oh, about I'm, that? I'm sure of it. But yeah, it was just like, they're just, men Men suck in this movie because it's from the perspective of women trying and fi- failing to find love. Yeah, it's like almost it like that movie deep. reviews back in the day were actually sort of serious and now it feels like we get a movie a minute, you know? That nobody, like, cares about the reviews. Yeah, I'm not going to look at, like, critics. Like, I'll usually look at Rotten Tomatoes and compare, like, critic and user, just, like, depending on what I'm in the mood for. But what is a critic? What do they get us to talk about it for? Like, why does their <laughs> opinion matter more? I like how you kind of went into, like, you went into, like, an unintentional Jerry Seinfeld impression. <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal with critics? For real. Like, how do you become a critic that, like, it's like, oh, the audience likes it, but critics actually hated it, so it must be a bad movie. I don't like that. If Elijah Wood is tweeting about a movie, like, he's my film critic, because then I'll probably watch it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Have you seen Come to Daddy? Sorry. No, you've talked to me about it, and I've watched the preview of it, and I thought, I feel like I've seen the whole movie. No, no, it's not what it seems like. Don't look anything else up and watch it. Okay, we'll see. No, really. (laughs) (laughs) No, really. No, I really want to. 
Okay. I just watched it Saturday. I was like, whoa. Yeah, it was, it's on my list of like, I took screenshots of movies that I want to watch and I go to go through it every now and again and like <laughs> find one and then watch that. So it's I on imagine there. you, since I know you watch cable when you say you took screenshots of movies, I'm imagining you like printing them out and putting them in like a physical book. You don't somebody. watch cable. I don't have cable. Yes, you do. No, I don't. How do you watch so much America's Got Talent then? I have a Hulu subscription. Do they post them on there? Yeah. Every <laughs> week. NBC. Okay. You, <laughs> you watch shows that somebody who has cable would watch. Like, but it's even... I watch cable shows. I don't watch cable. I'm going to say, it's like, I can't tell if it's made better or worse by perspective of you that you're like going out of your way. Like you have all of Hulu and you're like, America's got talent. It's like on the front page every week. It's always like, hey, new for you, America's Got Talent. And we love it because we laugh and we cry. You watched The Masked Singer, Masked Singer? Oh, my God, we did. But that's one of those shows that you need a breath in between seasons. And they keep slamming those seasons out. And I'm like, I need a minute. I'm tired of this show. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Maybe next year. I don't know. Okay, anyway. um, I liked this movie. Uh, The reason I picked this is because... We watch movies typically that we find nostalgic that we have experience with. And obviously with like what's been in the forefront lately, realize that that meant that most of our movies were very white. This month's theme is like female friendship. And I found this movie and I'm super glad that I did because I wasn't aware of it. Yeah, I think it's perfect because this is not a movie I would have thought, oh, we should watch this. I've never even heard of this. But once you like said it, I'm like, how have I not heard of this? The Like Whitney Houston, Angela Bassett, and then the two other women in it. I'm like, <laughs> everybody else. Everybody Who's the else? one that the Real Housewife? Okay, so she makes a cameo. I don't even know if she oh. has a line, and I didn't actually see her part in this movie, but I did watch the YouTube clip of her like three or four times. Okay. okay. When I w- sat down to watch this movie, I was like, "Hey James, do you want to watch Aid- Waiting to Exhale with me?" And he's like, "I love that movie, <laughs> yes. but I'm gonna let you watch it." by yourself and i'm like <laughs> he just didn't i mean it's kind of not one of those movies that you just really sit down to watch is it because he felt offended as a man he's like i can't hold my yeah, breath I'm, for that long a second time <laughs> i will pass out no he was just like i'll do something else but he was like you're gonna love this movie it's basically the real housewives except for the women get along and they just <laughs> talk shit about men and you don't no. have to feel bad because there's not any, like, weird stuff because it's, like, fake characters. Yeah, exactly. He, yeah. Then, I didn't know that there was a Real Housewife. Kenya Moore from the Real Housewives of Atlanta makes, like, a cameo appearance. She's, like, with somebody's man. Like, Oh, is it the beginning when Whitney's dancing with the man? It has to be the beginning because I looked it up at, like, the first 15 minutes and then I was waiting for it to happen in the movie and it never did. So it must have been the beginning scene. I watched this twice. Jeez, really? But it's because I watched it yesterday. And it's one of those movies where it's like the ensemble. So it's like four women and they come together at different parts of the movie. But a lot of it's them like outliving their lives and then their lives kind of intertwining. And so there's like, you're introduced to like 30 people immediately. So I was like, I'm not going to remember who's doing who. Doing who? It's a pretty saucy movie. Mm, This is a horny movie. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Okay. What was I going to say about that? Oh, this is, yeah, like I said, this isn't a movie you, like, put on to watch. It's just kind of one that's on in the background, and you're like, who's that? Ooh, she's moved on, you know? 
Like, this felt like something that would be on Lifetime. Not like a Lifetime movie, but sometimes they'll play, like, Steel Magnolias or something. Oh, yeah, like a fried green tomatoes situation. Yeah, and honestly, Angela Bassett, I could watch her read the phone book. She punches every word she says. Okay, so that kind of brings us to the beginning, right? Yeah. Okay, so this is, like, one of the most brutal movie breakups I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, my God. We could just talk for the rest of the episode about this moment. Okay, so Angela Bassett, try to remember their name. I'm just gonna call her Angelo. She plays Bernie, Bernadine, and she's getting ready for a New Year's Eve party, and her husband's in a suit and stuff, and he walks up, and she's, like, putting in her earrings, and he's like, would you be devastated if we didn't go to this New Year's Eve party? And she's like, yeah, I definitely would. And he's like, well, okay, no, I'm going still, but we're not going. I'm gonna go because I don't want my mistress to be alone. And she's like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, not good. I was like, He let her put her makeup on. He waited. I was like, we're starting here? Oh, God. (laughs) Like, what a massive piece of shit. There's like, there's no worse time to break up with somebody. Honestly, I was like, oh, this isn't happening. This is like a dream sequence or something. Because it's at the very beginning. It's pretty brutal. And they've been married for like a while. And he's just like, oh, JK. Yeah. I don't want my mistress to be there alone. I would feel bad for her. Like, Excuse me? (laughs) So mm-hmm. that's where we start. Um, God. So that's brutal. Then we have Gloria, and she is played by an actress who also plays Dr. Weber's wife on Grey's Anatomy. Oh, wow. And I love her. She, okay, best character in the movie. She's like the only, okay, so men are garbage in this movie. The women, maybe not making the best choices, though. Maybe not. So, I mean, I guess it starts, like, her son is 17, 18. He's, like, about to go out for the night. Scrubs, right? Yeah, Donald Faison. Yeah. He plays Talik. And she's, like, get home at a reasonable time. He's, like, Mom, it's New Year's Eve. It doesn't start going off until midnight. And she's kind of just, like, okay. And he's, like, it'd be more Mm -hmm. fun if you would go out, too. Like, because, and, like, that's, I love a son being supportive of his mom, like, getting out there instead of just being, like, protective of her, like, she is of him. Yeah. Like, he wants her to, like, stop waiting for his dad to come back. He's a good boy. Yeah, I like she him. is a sweet mother. Yeah. But she's waiting on his dad to come to their house because she's, like, still kind of in love with him, even though they're not together. It sounds like last time he came over, they kind of did it. Mm-hmm. And so she's kind of expecting that again. So It's like a once-every-three-year situation. He's like, Mom, just go, go on a date, please. Yeah, get over him. He's not in our lives. Okay, and then we move on to Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. Savannah. Savannah. And she kind of like walks into the party and everyone like is whispering about her that she's like, is she like a man stealer? Uh, so she's like just moved back to Arizona from Denver where she had some like right. n- not good romances. And she was like, I'm going to her and Angela Bassett's character, Bernie, have been like friends forever. So she's like, let's start fresh, go to a new city. So I feel like that's kind of what they were all like gossiping, yeah. gossiping on. Ooh, the new girl. She's real, real pretty. Yeah. Watch out. Hide your man. What an awful, like, do people think that way? Like, when you're, like, with a man and, like, another woman walks in, are you like, "Uh uh-uh? No. Okay. Because that's what these women were doing. Let me see. Okay, yeah. So we can kind of, like, get her at the party. And then we move on to Bernadette, Angela Bassett. And she's like, oh, this is hilarious. This is the moment that I text you and said, (laughs) holy crap, this movie is awesome. The car? 
the car she like packs up all of his clothes and it's like okay this is like the typical packing up his car or his his clothes in a box thing but she puts him in his car and then lights his car on fire <laughs> and also she like she she didn't seem happy in her relationship but like while she's gathering up all of his stuff it's like organized a certain way and she's like what is he a serial killer like all of a sudden she just hates everything about everything him. yeah oh and then she's just like smoking a cigarette and the she's cop like comes staring. yeah did you know that your car was on fire Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not allowed to uh you're only allowed to burn trash it is trash <laughs> it's so good oh my god i could just watch this on repeat like i think that's the moment i messaged you as well when i was watching it like the night after yeah and then i was starting to like look through your notes and i'm like this is just like all tea it's just like can you believe that she did this i cannot believe she burned his clothes in his little shitty car oh it's so good and just watching her standing there smoking a cigarette i'm just like just put that make that my screensaver (laughs) or something do you use a screensaver no but i would actually we do on yeah our main tv yeah (laughs) i I don't know she played have you ever seen 911 no the Fox TV show. I watch it no. on Hulu. <laughs> it's on Hulu. Um, and she, she plays a cop and she's a badass. And like she plays the exact same character. Like her husband leaves her because her husband is like gay. She plays scorned woman well. Yeah. Robin is, is that Robin? That's not Robin. No, you got the name wrong. No, I didn't. It's Robin. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So Robin is seeing, there's a lot of like fat phobia in this part. It's bad. It's also kind of funny the way it's delivered. It seems like she was catfished. No, I think they 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 work together. together. You're right. Okay. Yeah. So Robin is my least favorite character in this movie. I just don't (laughs) think anything. I don't know. Her her stories are very side story, like not that big of a deal. It doesn't seem like she's going through anything other than just dating. Fair. But she's like hooking up with this big boy from her office because he's rich and he says he owns all these things. And basically he's a big boy and he's not good at it. They get very intimate. But he is like sweet after and they like talk and stuff. But it's funny because so he does the duty quite quickly. And then she's like, God, I spent time on this. I could have had a V8. (laughs) I could have had a V8. I was like, what? What? This Does, do you enjoy vegetables drink that much? <laughs> You're like, I could have just done that instead. Or like, like, is that a euphemism? I don't know if it like, my first thought was like calories because they're making a bunch of big joke, like fat jokes. Oh, okay. And so I thought like maybe she burned more calories drinking me eight <laughs> or, you know, I don't know, but it's very awkward. I was, yeah, I was like, first I had to be recording with Brandon for this. I know, that's what I thought. I was like, God, if I was recording with anybody else. Instead of you? Instead of Lori. If I could just get out of my head. If I could just be recording with Josh right now, he would make me feel way more comfortable about all of this. Josh? (laughs) Okay. Angela and Whitney are talking. They're kikiing. I didn't want to say it. They're kikiing about like a trip that they're going to take or something. Yeah. And then Gloria is waiting for her like baby dad, like her ex. It turns out that he's thought he was bisexual, but he's actually gay. Yep. 
Yep. So. Which, like, yeah. I will say, I don't like that they went from, like, the bisexual to gay thing. And I understand that's part of some people's journey, but it's also, like, a very big trope of, like, oh, no, men aren't bisexual. They're just, like, gay and not, they don't know it yet. Or, like, they're scared to come out as gay. So they're saying they're bisexual. Oh, yeah. If you're a bisexual man, you might as well just be labeled as gay. Like, it's, not, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. It's 1995, and it's not the worst, I guess. It was just kind of one of those, like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's his story. So that's where she's at because she's trying to hook up and he's like, ah, I don't want to because I'm not like into you at all. I mean, realistically, I think it's great news for her though because it's clear that she's needed like a nudge to move on and like what better nudge than like, oh, I only like the PP. The PP, yeah. Yep, you know who else likes the PP is Whitney Houston in this next scene. Uh, Actually, no, she doesn't like the PP in this scene. It's this part though, because like anytime they have like the sex scenes in this movie were super funny because they like went into like the internal monologue. So like the girls are making noises and stuff, but while they're it's like the man that Whitney's with is like, Arr. and so then her Arr. internal monologue is like, her, huh? <laughs> we're saying, Arr? why are we saying, grr? Yeah, I thought it was yeah. super funny, and it like you can just tell she's like, what? It? Oh God! And they're both yeah. just like, this was a waste of like I did all this work for this moment. No thank well, you. Well, because at first you're like, ooh, Whitney, get it? You're like in this nice apartment. He's not bad looking, and then except, all of a sudden it's like, oh. except hold on, he uses her toothbrush. Ew. <gasps> no. Yeah. Do you want to know something? Uh, do I? Okay. So James and I have different colored toothbrushes. He has a black toothbrush and we have charcoal toothpaste now. And so I was putting charcoal toothpaste on and I grabbed his toothbrush and I used it on accident once. No, it I mean. It was disgusting to me. <laughs> also charcoal isn't good for your teeth. I mean, I accidentally bought it and now I just have to use it. Okay. I looked into it one time because I was like, everybody's using this. It <laughs> Should doesn't I even be? make them whiter. It just is no. like stupid it makes your sink stain yeah it kind of erodes the enamel faster than not so there's the tea on charcoal toothpaste yep but yeah they and also like they're they're new together like and he just like he doesn't even ask he just uses it and she's like uh, excuse like what but then he like walks yeah. out and he's very like nice looking she's like okay whatever i can deal with it and then she couldn't deal with it yeah and she's like nope should have listened to my instincts yeah oh my god angela bassett then walks into her husband's office Cause he's like taking everything and putting it in his name and she slaps the shit out of him. And of her, the, the woman there who is the mistress. Oh, she slaps her. Yeah. Oh, is that who she slaps? I thought so. I thought I can, okay. I don't remember. I just remember there was a big old slap. Did you like immediately pass out after the slaps? You don't remember it. Cause you were just like so excited. I was like, Oh God. Yeah. Let's give me more. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. Probably. And she gets a haircut. And I love that it's not her going crazy. It's her being empowered. She's empowered. God, it's so dramatic because she goes to her friend Gloria and she's like, give me the haircut. And Gloria's like, are you sure you want to cut all your hair off? She's like, do it now. And she like grabs the scissors and starts like cutting her hair. And then Gloria's like, if you want to cut all your hair off, I'll do it for you. And she's like cutting it really madly. I'm going to close my door one second. Okay. And then Angela Bassett has had the same haircut ever since to this day. She's the type where I like look at that hair on her and think it looks really good. And then remember that I have like a pudgy giant head and that I just spent like three years growing out hair. And yeah. that like, I know it doesn't look good on me, but I still see her and I'm like, maybe I could do it. I think when you have a short haircut like that, you have to have the cheekbones to support it. My cheekbones were lost in an accident. Yeah, there's no cheekbones there. Those just... 
cheeks. <laughs> what would happen if you didn't have cheeks? <laughs> Your face would look like this. Ew. Can you believe I can actually look like that? I mean, that's, I don't see anything different. Root. Oh, actually, not really. <laughs> Ew, it stayed like that. Okay, this next scene is really bad. Donald Faison is told that his father is gay. And he uses the slur word gay, homo, queer. And at this time, I, I think it's only recently that anything other than gay has been like fine. Like the word queer has like, I feel like only more recently been reclaimed. Yeah, I feel like we kind of took that one for us. Yeah, and then like the same thing with like homo because it's like the no homo thing. Like, I don't feel like straight people are allowed to say any of those words. No, not really. Like, there's, there's a context. When I come home, I say, honey, I'm homo. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. But, like that's A, you are. B, it's like the context. It's not like yeah. James isn't like, ew. <laughs> I don't know what I would do if someone was like, you're a homo. I'd be like, what? Did you just say homo? <laughs> I like, think have I you not laugh. been outside since like 1997? What? Like, Did you call me? There are such better words for that. But like right before this, his mom opens. He like lives in the guest house or something. I don't know. She like goes and opens a door. And he's getting a blowjob from some girl who's like, I'm so sorry. And she just like sprints away really fast. Oh my God. I forgot all about that. His mom's character is like, I told you you were grounded. He's like, yeah, I didn't leave the house. That's why I had her come here. Yeah, I forgot that was a scene. Why did that have to be in here? That did not need to be in here. I I don't know, but I thought it was actually kind of funny. Other than just to say it was funny. It was... I, I don't know. They glossed over it so fast. I was kind of like, oh, okay. I feel like it was kind of one of those, like, you can tell that the mom cares about him and then, like, tries to enforce limits, but she's also, like, understanding that he's, like, she, like, trusts him to, like, get blowjobs <laughs> as long as it's at home. I don't know. Yeah, I but guess. But the way the girl just, like, ran away, she's like, I'm so sorry, and just, like, sprints away. So like, God. Oh, and Gloria, she's so innocent. I mean, she, yeah, she's so innocent, really. They all go to a club, and then robin is just like not robin what's her name her name is robin no the one we just talked about glow gloria gloria she's like like two of the girls are off at the club like dancing and they're like why i don't you can just be at home and that's me i'm like always like yeah let's go out it'll be fun and then like when i'm out i'm like how long do we have to stay here for this to not be weird i know you get that like energy pre going out like oh my god this is gonna be fun i'm gonna actually go out and have fun And when you're out, you're like, if it's not like everything you wanted, it's just like, Mm -hmm. I want to be home playing Nintendo. Even some concerts. I'm like, okay, guys, wrap it up. Like you've played the song. Wrap it up. Like we're good. That's the worst feeling when you're like seeing a band, even that you want to see. And you're kind of like, how many more fucking songs can you have? I always, I found that like, I just want to know. So if I look up the set list, I used to not look up the set list because I'd be like, oh, I want to be surprised. But now I'm like, as long as I know, like, okay, there's four songs left. I'll enjoy those four songs because I'll know. And fuck encores. They should not exist. Uh, Yeah. Everyone's saying encore and you're like, this is, that's the best time to leave because everyone's kind of confused on whether they should (laughs) stay or not. And you're like, bye, we're leaving. And it's also like, why are you guys confused? Like every concert does this game. Like, you know, they're coming back out. Yeah. I like when they they don't. There's a few bands that I've seen where they're like, we're not, like, this is it. 
like we're done now Please well a lot of it. times that's how it is with the concerts i go to where they're like we're not gonna waste your time we're gonna play up until midnight mm-hmm. or whatever it closes and then once that clock strikes midnight cinderella is leaving like <laughs> we're done we can't play an encore they literally won't allow us to i think the only like trixie mattel if we are ever allowed to go to mass gatherings again and trixie comes to your city like josh and i were dying the entire time and we left and we're like let's go do more that was like like we had good energy Oh, I will. I'll have to. Well, yeah, I mean, if we ever open up. In 2025, when Trixie's 56 mm-hmm. years old. And I'll go out and I'll find a smoking boy named Troy, like Robin does. Perfect. And then that's kind of like, I mean, that's kind of like the rest of her storyline is that she like has this guy now. Oh, we'll yeah. talk about him later, actually. He, there's a very funny scene coming up. Is it the one with the leather? Yeah. <laughs> Not there's yet. A, I don't... I seen this movie twice i don't know what you mean by the the note Conch, count count no it's okay so they go to like a county fair and they're watching like bull riding or something or like horse riding. i don't remember did my vegan senses just like block out the scene from me where i'm like you're not no too it weak. must have but basically everybody there is drinking a giant like soda fountain diet pepsi like everybody in the scene is holding a diet pepsi cup <laughs> and i'm like okay this is like obvious, maybe, or coincidence. I don't know. There's no coincidence, co- coincidences in Hollywood, baby. Baby, <laughs> baby. It made me want to die of Pepsi. I'll tell you that. That sounds really good right now. I know. It was a hot day, like it is now, I'm sure. It's in Austin, Texas. It's and 109. They had diet Pepsi. Ew, it was 91 <laughs> here. <laughs> but yeah, I don't really remember anything else about the county fair other than that. <laughs> Do you remember county fairs? Did you ever um, go to the, the yeah. Lancaster one? No, I went to Loop City's <laughs> oh, God. fairs and they were incredible. We had demolition derbies. I've told you this. I feel like I just had like the most like Midwestern moment ever. Where I'm like, mm, your fair sounds cute. <laughs> mm, cute. Did you have monster trucks? We man. I did a tractor pull when I was a child. I rode a sheep. <laughs> it went right into the fence and I fell off. That happened to me once when I was like, I was a very chubby little child and I was like right on the weight limit for ponies at the zoo. Oh no. <laughs> Just to like, so like I looked bigger on the pony than like, I don't know. It's so, like I'm on the pony. It's like walking circles or whatever. And then it just goes up to the fence line, which is like facing kind of a busy street. And it just like leans forward. Like it like straightens its like front legs and keeps its back. It's doing like a downward dog situation. I just yeah. like slide forward. And the <laughs> zoo people who are like high school volunteers are like, what do we do? <laughs> Bye. Terrifying. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of like. <laughs> I remember getting ready to like ride the sheep and thinking like, I can't believe I'm about to sit on a sheep and then ride it. How wild. One time in my life I've sat on a sheep and it went straight into the fence. <laughs> was that like a normal thing there every year? Yeah, every year. It was like one to seven or five. Did they have six. like little saddles? No, you just sat. They might have had <laughs> I don't what? I don't even think there was anything to hold on to. I think you just kinda like wrapped your arms around it. <laughs> Ponies <laughs> make sense because it's like people ride horses. Ride Wait them. a minute. Do you know what I learned recently? What? Ponies aren't baby horses. It's a different type that. of horse. What the fuck? It was like, oh, for the longest time, my girlfriend thought ponies were baby horses. How stupid. And I'm like, they're not <laughs> baby horses. I had to Google it. And I was like, what? We might have shared this in the group chat, actually. We Maybe. must have. Yeah, because I like wanted everybody to see it because like I told a couple people and they're like, yeah, obvious. And I'm like, 
what? You know what though? I was probably told that at one point, but then was like, no, 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 no. That's that cannot be true. And it then, just like, reminds me. It. it reminds me of the time. Like I don't know if I didn't know it so much as I'd never thought about it. Because like I was like, is the Bermuda Triangle real? Because like you hear about when you're a kid, you never think about it. Like it's not something you have to like concern yourself about, and like nobody updates you on it. I know. I'm wondering what's going on with that. I just it's read an not. article the other day that there's a more dangerous triangle out there somewhere, but it's like <laughs> on a lake. I guess Bermuda Triangle isn't a thing. Well, then why is everybody getting lost out there? I don't remember. It was not interesting enough to like commit to memory. I was just like Bermuda Triangle, not something I need to be scared of. Cool. Ever again. <laughs> Plus, when am I ever going to be in that area? I did take a cruise one time off the East Coast, and I did think, I hope we don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> They're like steering. We're going real close to the triangle. Hope we don't miss steer. Yeah, I don't know. I was like, this isn't isn't off of Florida. <laughs> I, know. I went to the I captain. I was like, are you sure this is a good idea? Like, sir, you survived Hooters. You can survive the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> oh my god okay <laughs> uh so gloria sees a moving truck and she goes up and she's like oh who's moving in because she sees like a a very blue collar man moving boxes and i think that was like a really good like low-key like these women if you weren't sure before are so rich that they can't fathom moving their own stuff yeah they are smooth operators too this was yeah. the smoothest scene in movie history she's like what do you know about the people moving in and he's like oh i hear the guy's a real nice feller and she's like, oh. Yeah, and basically, I don't know. There's that back and forth. And then he's finally like, I'm actually moving in. It's me. Surprise. And she's like, oh, wow. She's like, you want to come over for leftovers? I've I've got more than I can eat, more than I need to be eating anyway with this body or something. And he's like, mm-hmm. well, I actually like big girls. And she's like, mm, well, maybe I'll bring you a plate of leftovers later. Collard greens, cornbread, like two slices of ham, like all this stuff. And he's into it. Yeah, and she's like, she walks away and it goes back to the internal monologue, which was like more rare in this movie than I wanted. It'd be really funny if it were just all internal monologue. I know. And she's like, he's looking at me, I hope. Yeah, she turns down like waves at him and it's super cute. I like them together. They are so freaking cute. I want, like, what if there's a TV series that were Gloria and her son and it's like he's helping her film like a dating profile on VHS and stuff? and Aww. stuff like like i just i would be fine with like a day in life tv show with those two i know i like want a spinoff with just those two like a, like a tv series or like uh yeah. i don't know these characters feel so real honestly i was like maybe a reality show but they're they're not real characters <laughs> you know i was like i want them on my tv though you know how i don't on my tv wesley snipes is robin's well no robin's new boy who comes to her house drunk, is like, I'm going to introduce you to my family and my son. And she's like, why do you have a son? And he's <laughs> right. like, yeah, he's old or something. And he's, he's 13. All drunk. Yeah, he's wearing a leather vest and he throws a lemon at her. Okay, that's an orange, first of all. No, it wasn't. It was a lemon. It's several oranges that are just on the ground. It's a lemon. No. <laughs> it's a it's lemon. <laughs> because in my notes, I say he has a lemon. Oh, if you, if you wrote it down, it has to be right. Are you mansplaining <laughs> fruit to me? <laughs> yeah, I think I'm the one to. He calls he, her a bitch. And he, she calls him a drunk ass leather wearing in the summertime, stinky ass. Do you know what I wish? What? It was apples and that she caught one and just like took a bite of it. And she's like, I don't need you. 
I'm going to look it up. Waiting <laughs> to exhale lemon scene. Waiting to exhale orange. Ah, it autofilled. Did you? <laughs> Damn it. No. <laughs> is it really oranges? It is like, it's, they're oh, very it is brown. Oranges. Oh my God, this copy is so much clearer than the one I watched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, and she looks so good and she knew God, what she was doing God, her dress, everything. Jesus. Also, can you imagine being her neighbor? Oh my God. <laughs> no. Yeah, they are rich, aren't they? They've got nice things. <laughs> like friends and oranges. <laughs> oranges. But it's like oranges? the oranges like aren't on the tree or anything because that's what made it super funny to me is there's just like four oranges on the ground where like maybe like they're supposed to find a, a location that had trees and they couldn't they and like so they're like just put them there somebody like what well, i wish there would have been like a grocery bag or something um oh so like angela is sitting in a bar and then a man comes up to her and i was like is that wesley snipes because i did not see his name anywhere and he's like a pretty big deal and i think it was a pretty big deal when this happened it turns out he's not credited because really? like, is that what happened yeah because like i had it because i was like it looks like him but he isn't anywhere on imdb i mean he is but like it's listed as uncredited but it, like i was like if wesley snipes is in your movie like you're gonna say that he is surely i could not figure out who that was and i was trying to look it up maybe it was like around the tax evasion time so he's like don't pay me on the books oh <laughs> maybe <laughs> <laughs> yeah it doesn't really just it's a, it, it, he does not promote being in this movie it's like not easy to find that he is in this movie yeah. but anyway i was not like love this character pretty sure well yeah it's like all of them are fine with sleeping they try to make it seem like angela bassett's husband's like a giant dick for cheating on her and stuff but all of them are totally fine with sleeping with married men. He's doing the thing that, you, I don't know, it's just odd. I did not, lo- yeah, basically you just said it. He's like, well, my wife and I haven't been intimate in like years. But she's dying. Because she's dying of cancer, but I still love her. But, you know, a man has needs. And she's like, and I was expecting her to just straight up be like, no, what the hell is wrong with you? But she's like into it because he's like, well, he's like, I love my wife, but I also have feelings for you and i think you're beautiful and that like really she thinks that that like is nice i guess like what a what a line like he feeds her a line it's also i think part of it so her husband left her for a white woman and he at one point mentions that his wife is a white woman and i can't tell if he was using that because like obviously she's gonna have some resentment and be like oh i'm gonna get back at a white woman woman not like the one who took my husband obviously but like there's some of that there. And I'm wondering if he had, cause when he tells her that his wife is a white woman, like, I feel like that was part of like him sealing the deal. And they show like in that scene, her eyebrows kind of like react like, yeah. Oh, Oh. Cause you know? it seemed like an awkward time for him to bring it up to be like, by the way. And so like, I feel like that was part of him kind of manipulating the situation being like, you can also get some revenge. Yeah. Which is like a weird way to turn your like dying wife into a pawn if she even is dying like we we don't see him outside of like this so i don't even know this if that's like real was all so awful i did not like this not not great not a good look for angela bassett's character <laughs> to be honest i miss the days when she was just lighting cars on fire i know god smoking cigarettes right in that fire officer's face the fire officer fire officer <laughs> okay <laughs> okay somebody call the fire officer <laughs> <laughs> What if it were like fire courier? <laughs> fire courier. Hey, I brought you this fire. Now what? <laughs> Put it out. <laughs> it's your job. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, and then Whitney finds a, has a married man come back into her life. Like her and this Kenneth. The used State to be Farm like, guy who is also the president on 24. Isn't what it I Allstate? Say. Oh, yeah, because like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Allstate. Yeah, Allstate like Farm. <laughs> I'm so confused. All Farm. Cricket, Geico. But yeah, it's, I was just like, that guy has such a nice voice. But I know. he's, they do the deed and then he's like on the phone talking to his daughter and wife. And she's like, Mm. And this whole time, her mom is like, Whitney's mom is pressuring her into like finding a man because she doesn't want her to be alone. She's like, mom, it's real fucked up that you're telling me to like stick it out for this married guy who's not yeah. his wife. And she's like, hey, mom, why don't you fuck off? And then she calls her right back. She's like, I'm really sorry I said that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really funny scene. Well, you can, well, fuck you, mom. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> been there <laughs> it reminds me of the time i was like brandon and dustin you guys are ahead of us stop messaging us and i'm like i'm so sorry that was so mean <laughs> <laughs> i'm so sorry we've all been there i'm sorry for that <laughs> it's yeah like most like benign thing about her mom mm-hmm. is like whatever you idiot child yeah but this kenneth is like you're the only woman i've ever loved and he's gotta like, go home this- <laughs> gotta go home my daughter well, and then home. he like he gives her a whole spiel i think his wife is pregnant probably who knows i don't know yeah, and so he's like, so I'm not going to be able to leave her for, like, a little bit while longer, but I know you're the good type of woman who will be, like, willing to wait so I can do the right thing. And she's like, uh, no, actually. No. no. Well, and again, like, what is she doing, like, yeah. with this man? No, come on. You know better. You're. This is messy. So I think if, like, it's funny to me that it, when this came out, men had a problem with it being, like, anti-men. I'm like, if anything, it's a story about how, like, dumb people – they're not dumb people. Like, people are making – like, they both have to be making a bad choice. Everybody in this movie is sort of making bad choices, except for Gloria. Well, and so she is, like – it turns out her son doesn't want to go to college right away, and he wants to go to Spain to do some, like, charity work. And she's having trouble letting go because, like, they've just been, like, best friends forever. How nice was the church scene when it's she's so like, good. They're, they're like prayers for Gloria son who's going to play the, you know, instrument <laughs> in Spain and like spread them, spread the gospel. And he's like, gives her a kiss and he's like, oh, that was nice. Thanks, mom. And then it's her birthday. Okay. And- Hold on. Like deep in my like COVID cave, uh-huh. four people like uh-huh. spitting on a cake was uh-huh. very thick. <laughs> like I was like oh god no guys what are you doing you're just like breathing on each other aggressively <laughs> i know every time i watch anything now i'm like ooh, they're really close and then yeah. she's like cannot blow her candles out so everyone's like sitting <laughs> <laughs> so, on this damn cake by the copy that i was watching there was like a weird like sinking issue like around this part so it was like it's gonna be hard to show on the podcast but it was like the blowing noise happened like right before they all actually like blew it was so loud i was like what the fuck is happening right now yeah this is a very funny scene because it's all four main characters and i think this is like one of the first times they're all just together having like Mm -hmm. a slumber party at gloria's and then they're like angela bassett's getting tipsy on wine (laughs) and she's like i want to call that bitch his her her ex-husband's like (laughs) wife or lover yeah and she calls and she's like hi so it's a resident she's like hey listen bitch and then they like take the phone take him (laughs) you can't just take my man i gave him children oh which i don't know that line actually i was like that would suck being like i birthed your children well and also trying to take them also it's implied that she was like 
put her career on hold to like let him live his dream and then now that like the kids are like a little bit older and it seems like maybe she was like she helped him start his business that got him all this money so he's like i'm keeping the house i have a new lady i've traded up like you gave up like 20 years of your life for me but sorry that would god that would suck like she put her on hold you know i mean you Mm -hmm. just said it she was like you take the business i'll like raise these children yeah what a jerk the kids are super cute though yeah yeah Um, they are and then they talk more about boys and then whitney and kenneth have their own slumber party oh yeah that's when the the mom call happens oh yeah angela wins her court case that was nice it's good i mean at the very like it's very it would be very because like he left he cheated there was like in most divorce cases if it's going to court like this there would be like an adultery clause like and also the fact that she put up she gave up her life like she wouldn't be able to like join the workforce easily to keep her standard right. of living she would get like alimony so mm-hmm. well and it's also awful because she's like uh with this amount of money from you each month i can't afford the house he's like i gave you the house now sell it like that's yeah. what i gave you it's like jesus what a jerk and then gloria so earlier when gloria's son was like hey i don't want to go to college i want to go to spain she's like no you have to go to arizona state so you can stay near me and her new guy wasn't he was taking the sun side he's like he you raised him well like he's a good guy he's making a good decision like he's not gonna go off party like he like what he wants so she snapped at him a little bit because she's like you don't know him i don't want to be alone but then like the sun goes off to spain and then she goes and like actually apologizes to him which was great yeah she was like i never want to speak to you again and she's like you were right i was wrong mm-hmm. it's so nice this is like <laughs> i just need a movie about her yeah but yeah and so then like her and him end up like getting together and like mm-hmm. being a thing and it's super nice they both drink v8 together <laughs> drink v8 that's all they ever do i'm just like when stuff like that there's a line in a movie that that is that out of place and like am i just gonna start using that as a term for sex now like yeah, they had some v8, v8 together and people are gonna be like <laughs> nope what are you like you must not have seen waiting to exhale <laughs> uh, your loss idiot that's it oh my god that's not it yeah it is According Wait. to your notes, it is. You fucked up. No, listen. We're on 19. Kenneth and what was about Angela, okay. Oh. I mean, okay. So Angela Bassett's still talking to this, like, hotel man. He sends her a nice letter. She's like, but then they never, like, see each other again. But he's like, hey, just so you know, I'm still thinking about you. And then when Whitney dumps Kenneth, okay, basically, I just want to talk about this. And she's like, drinks are on you. And then she pours a drink on him. And I thought that was clever. Drinks are on you, and she poured a drink on him. When did the bodyguard come out? Sorry. I'm going to guess 97. Okay. I was right. And the part that we weren't recording, Whitney Houston was already big during this time because she was in the bodyguard in 1992, and that's when the song I Will Always Love You came out. Oh, my God. I was wondering. Because I was like, there's no way that, like, because she, she's, like, first build, I think. It's like, there's no way. And that's kind of what I was saying. I was like, oh, it seems like she's like the star of this show, but it seems like her first movie. Okay. No, it's not. Well, that's embarrassing, isn't it? <laughs> I was like, there's no way it's 1985 and Whitney Houston is only just then getting famous. Yeah, that doesn't make sense, does it? 95? Yeah, I definitely knew about her when I was a newborn baby. <laughs> you just come out like, Whitney! Whitney! <laughs> um, yeah, I haven't seen The Bodyguard. <laughs> I haven't <Fun> either. <laughs> I haven't seen like Ghost or Dirty Dancing or a lot of those movies. I think I'm the right age now. I think 30s like peak, like watch Contact, watch The Bodyguard, watch 
ghost watch. Why does it say she was on RuPaul's Drag Race? Maybe they used a song? Oh, that must... It says performer one episode. I also didn't know that that song came from The Bodyguard. Isn't that embarrassing? Well, it's originally a Dolly Parton song. I thought she just wrote it. No. (laughs) It's Dolly Parton. It's a cover. Well, she definitely did write it. Oh. Dolly. Oh, okay. I thought you meant Whitney. And I'm like, no. (laughs) I thought Dolly wrote it for Whitney and then later was like, I actually want to sing it too. No, it's a cover. Oh, that's interesting. So that's pretty much it. Yeah. uh, No goose or truths for this one because like it was mostly, I mean, this movie has like all of the star power. Like every bit of it has been given to this. So most of the trivia was like, these people work together in this movie and this movie. Yeah. Whitney Houston was a humongous pop star. Yeah. Um, I will say though, that actress and co-star Angela Bassett would later direct the Lifetime original biography film about Whitney Houston titled Whitney. Oh, wow. There's one more trivia that I think you're really going to like. Okay. During the car burning scene, Angela Bassett's monologue was completely improvised. I mean, obviously, she's so good. Yeah. I mean, and that's what I mean. When you watch her act, can you imagine just standing on the other side of Angela Bassett? I think about it a lot, like watching movies, like if there's like a scene that's really cool, sometimes I'll go to like, I'm not like a filmmaker or anything, but I'll just like imagine like, these are just people like standing in a warehouse somewhere. <laughs> with, like, oh. Yeah, like with, with any what? of these. So it's like, no matter like how good her performance is, like if you're like on set, like you're just in a warehouse somewhere with like lights, like on a wall and like oh, you're like yeah. pretending all of this is real. And that's just like really funny to me. Yeah. I'll think that sometimes too. I always think what makes a good actor or actress is if I can look at them and like, I'll think like, okay, they're acting and they know they're acting. Can I tell that they know they're acting? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And like Angela Bassett, no, because she believes. <laughs> we kind of talked says. about it. What was that? Maybe Radio Rebel or something. I think it was Debbie Allen. There's like a scene where she had to pretend she was like awkward. And oh. so she was like, you could tell it was kind of like trip here, grab this, blah. Like she had to be like awkward, awkward. Like, and you could tell that she was like playing being awkward and not just like clumsy. She is no Angela Bassett. Okay, this soundtrack is baller. Do you want to hear some of the people on it? Yes. Obviously, Whitney Houston, a mm-hmm. bunch of them. Tony Braxton, Aretha Franklin, Brandy, TLC, Mary J. Blige, Shaka Khan. <gasps> the scene where they're having the sleepover, or maybe it was, oh, at the end, they all like come back around. And instead of spending New Year's Eve getting hurt by men, they have like a giant campfire and they're listening to like music and dancing. Well, and then they have a Patti LaBelle song in there. And it's like, what? It's insane. If you're going to talk Steel Magnolias and stuff, like this has to be in the running for like female friendship movies. My only problem with this versus like Steel Magnolias is the women don't really interact that much in this movie. It's true. Every once in a while, but every time they interact, it's always about, like, how much they hate their boys, you know? Yeah. And so I just I just wish there was, like, a little more there that kept them relatable to each other. Yeah, I feel like maybe that's why we both kind of liked Gloria's story a lot is because it was focused, obviously, on, like, her ex, the, like, father of her son. But, like, a, a lot of it was, like, around her relationship with her son. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that those were, like, the only relate relationships in the movie that were like wholesome you know and like Mm -hmm. felt good and where it wasn't like because like watching it it's obvious that the women are made like i don't leave this and be like all women all men are trash it's like oh it takes two to tango it makes like they both have to be making these decisions to be in these like obviously not healthy relationships yeah it's like angela bassett's husband sucks but it's also clear that she was like unhappy with him 
and so like one of them had to leave at some point yeah i just need some more good news in this movie but now that being said there are a ton of really funny parts should have had a v8 should have had a v8 <laughs> drinks are on you and she pours it on him. i would watch this again you would yeah i think that it's one where like ensemble movies i can watch a bunch of times because each time i'm kind of like oh i'm into this character story a little bit more than i was last time yeah this is an easy one to put on you'll always find something that you didn't see the first time like oranges versus lemons oranges versus lemons you're gonna see the pepsi ad next time you watch it and i cannot wait for you to see that i would suggest that people who enjoy soft drinks watch this i would i would argue and say i think people who enjoy orange juice should watch this oh also V8 juice. If you like V8, <laughs> you might like this movie. If you're thirsty, watch this movie. If you're thirsty for a V8, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh. uh, I have to like message the group chat and be like, sorry guys, V8 is a sex thing now. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, don't ever say that again without knowing what you're saying. I feel like this movie, like we're all stuck inside. We're all bored. And I've been craving, like, good, fun drama that doesn't involve, like, people dying. Mm-hmm. And this this was perfect for that, where I'm like, oh, my God, he left her on New Year's Eve. Can you imagine? Oh. Like, just, like, caring so much about something that really doesn't affect anything. Yeah. If you like The Real Housewives, you'll like the drama in this. Yeah. It's a very niche market of listeners, I'm sure. Uh, I really don't. I, I, I think this movie's, like, fine for anybody. Uh, honestly, yeah. Watch this movie. It's fun. Yeah. I don't know that you don't like this unless you're a man and you're scared of not breathing. <laughs> God, it's like, you know, somebody who's like writing that on their like typewriter in 1995. Like, mm-hmm. God, <laughs> show those women. It's like the original Wonder Woman backlash. Yeah. Like, men can't breathe when they watch this. Do women want imagine- men to die? <laughs> Do you want men to die? Can you imagine being a man watching this and being like, <gasps> they got me. <laughs> Oh, God, they got me. Okay, Lori. If people... You don't have to hold your breath to send us an email. Mm. If people want a breath of fresh air, where can they find it? You can find us on Twitter at Together, facebook.com slash Together, or you can email us at together at gmail.com. And Brandon, what should people do on iTunes? Please rate us on iTunes, leave us a message on iTunes, a review, like, subscribe, tell a friend, phone a friend, bone a friend. I mean, this movie encourages it. And then go have a V8. (laughs) You deserve it. San Diego. (laughs) (laughs) 
Did I, you just make an Anchorman joke? Yeah, I don't know why, because I have coffee and truly at the same time, and I seriously feel like my heart's going to explode. <laughs> I have got to go. That's why Four loco is illegal. This should be illegal. I'm an illegal... Nope. <laughs> I just want to, like, I just imagine that now when you get shit-faced, <laughs> it's like you just do a non-stop run for depression. <laughs> That's how James knows it's time to take you home. <laughs> Pretty much. Next time I get drunk, I'm like, if I only had coffee, I would feel way worse. You know? <laughs> At least I don't have coffee. Holy uh, crap. Okay. <laughs> I'm done with both of these drinks. I'm going to stop recording. <laughs>